0: G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader podcast coming to you on this Tuesday, the 13th of September, 2022. Trust wherever you happen to be in the world, you've had a phenomenal weekend, and you have started the week very, very strongly on this Tuesday. Uh, Yesterday was Monday, of course, 12th of September. Didn't get a chance to record a podcast because I was running a workshop with a phenomenal group of human beings, which was uh, which was fantastic. So, uh, first episode today, and as we bring in, begin, begin, begin. Got to get my English right. As we begin the week, begin a brand new week, begin this podcast. A key reminder that if you uh, have you been plugging into the podcast, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, then please do me and do yourself a favour by pressing subscribe on the platform that you're listening to. But also think about if you're on the Apple platform, press the little three dots on the top right hand corner of the screen and press follow which will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be digested. May I also suggest that if you've got people in your sphere of influence, that is any peers, any direct reports, people who are important to you, who you feel may benefit from listening to some Australian guy talk about sales and sales leadership, then please uh, do them the courtesy of sharing this podcast with them and giving them the opportunity of also Plugging in, And of course, if what I'm talking about resonates with you and uh, you're either like me to talk about a specific topic, then please leave a comment. But also, if this does resonate, I really appreciate you leaving a comment about what resonates in terms of the episode, but also if you can rate the podcast as well. Whether it be a one, two, three, four, or even a five-star rating, it makes it a lot easier for other people just like you who are searching for information on sales and sales leadership to more easily, more readily find the show amongst the Uh, Shows that are out there on the various podcasting platforms. So, uh, with that said, let's get into today's topic. And what I want to talk about is a very simple approach that can make a huge difference. Now, when you hear this, you might think, well, that is really, really basic. Uh, And it is, but often the simplest things, the most basic things, are also the things that are not as easy to do because people can very easily overlook them and they're looking for something a little bit more complicated rather than doing simple better. Now, if you think about it, uh, there are leaders all the world over who are continuing to search for the difference that can make all the difference for them, for their team's performance, their own leadership capabilities, whether it be developing new strategies, implementing innovative tactics, driving disruption, talking about all the buzzwords of 2022. Anything they believe will move the dial and drive performance and increase performance, they will look for, they will try to implement. Unfortunately, it's not the external stuff that is often the difference that makes all the difference and After you listen to the the comments I'm going to give today in terms of my perspective on this and a very simple approach, uh, you'll be thinking well hey this is this sounds really really simple uh, yes, it is, uh, but it also means there's a few a few things that need to be put in place so for example, if you are a a really good technician, it stands to reason that as long as you continue to drive consistency around the application of your skill set, you can start to get better results. If you're a poor technician, there's no way you're going to necessarily drive exceptional results unless and until you get some assistance and you get somebody who can look at your technique, make some adjustments and help you on the right track, driving the right habits and building momentum that way, you're not necessarily going to be able to drive Exceptional results. So, this all presupposes that we are looking at teams and we're looking at individuals within teams who are doing the fundamentals right, who, for all intents and purposes, have the building blocks that can lead to success, but they're not necessarily breaking through yet. And so, sometimes it's the smallest things that can make the biggest difference. Now, if you look at any team, and look, I'm going to make a presupposition here that most teams around the world have talent. And if you look at teams, certainly high performing teams, they certainly are filled to the brim with talent. And the responsibility that the leader has and the opportunity that the leader has is to actually develop that talent and tap into strategies and tactics that that talent can be unleashed to deliver those exceptional results. However, when you look at these high-performing teams and analyze their performance, uh, and whether it be high-performing teams or also high-performing individuals across any industry, whether that be sport or in business, there is a simple approach that is employed that makes all the difference. And it's the power of one more such a simple yet a powerful strategy. Now when you hear that, what are you thinking? power of one more? What does that actually mean? Well, as I said before, it presupposes that any any high performing team will have people in there who have talent, who have capabilities who have high levels of skill set and therefore competency. And it's often been said particularly in the sporting realm and one of the one of the I mean, the sport that I'm very passionate about is AFL footy, and so I'm very close to AFL, very close to the female side of AFL, and also look at uh, and talk to people who are, who are scouting for talent, whether it be at the local level, but also at the elite level. And they're often saying that there are so many talented players out there who have this natural ability to be extraordinary. They've got the skill set. They're just, they're just built in a way that uh, is conducive to being a great AFL player and yet they don't necessarily have the work ethic. So what we're talking about here today is literally a level of work ethic. So you can have two footballers who are quite talented, but one does the extra work, and that extra work compounds over time to the point where the person who does the extra work ends up getting exceptional results. And you've got two identically talented people, but it's the one that's put the extra stuff in is the one that ultimately will deliver the results. So that's the whole point of today's episode thinking about what what are you doing in your team? Are you are you looking at your talented individuals? Are you looking at collectively the talent of your team and are you actually encouraging them to go the extra mile to do the extra things or do you have people who are just following the bouncing ball and just doing what's required and just getting the results based on doing just what's required? And so this really is a simple approach. Now, when I look at uh, some of the AFL uh, greats. And, and probably in the last probably eight, eight to 10 years, there's no greater than a guy called Dustin Martin. And if you look at Dustin Martin's history and what he used to do, even back when he was playing local footy in Castlemaine here in country Victoria, he would be renowned for being the first person at training and he would be the last person to get off the training track while everybody else was just doing the normal things. He would be practicing, he would be doing one more session, he would be kicking one more goal or would be practicing for one more hour after everybody had gone so he could practice his skill set because he knew that he was doing the extra work and that extra work would compound over time and pay dividends either at the local level and certainly when he gets to the AFL, should he get to the AFL, and he was always probably destined to do that because of his talent, he knew that the investment he put into that work was going to pay dividends down the track. And even now, when you look at it, even though AFL teams and all of the sports scientists measure the performance and the game time and the loads of players to the the millimeter and to the second, there are still players like Dustin Martin who do extras to make sure that they are fighting fit come game day. So when the heat of the battle is on, they can be relied upon to step up at that moment knowing that they've done the work and they've done the extra work where everybody else, all of their peers, have not done as much work as they. So it gives them a huge amount of confidence. And in Dustin Martin's case, it is no coincidence that uh, not only is he a three-time premiership player, he's also a three-time Norm Smith medalist. Which is the award given to the best player in the grand final by a select group of panelists? So this this simple, simple yet powerful strategy of one more is applicable all over the place, and I'll, I'll make this relevant to sales in a second. But being a sports nut that I am, I always uh, look at sports and uh, draw the parallels from sports and how we can apply this in exceptional performance, and how can we, how can we apply this in business and certainly in sales. So, uh, if you haven't been listening for long, I used to be a golf addict, and I used to play golf many times a week, play competition golf, got my handicap down to around about nine, maybe ten, and uh, I'm not sure when I'll get back to the get to playing. But uh, it's been, I think, 14 years since I've actually held a golf club and and hit a ball. But uh, one day I'll get back. But I was an avid golf nut. But what's really interesting about this, it's the if you look at the professional golfers and the elite golfers, and they're all equally talented. They're all professionals because they've got a handicap around zero, so they play off scratch, and sometimes lower than that because they're that good. But when you think about the power of one more, it's the professional golfer that practices for one more hour after their competitors have stopped. After a practice putting session, they will practice just and give one more putt. They'll actually make one more bunker shot. They might actually do some preparation for one more hour. It's the power of one that will compound over time, and it's not just an ad hoc thing, they do this constantly. So every single playing session or every single practice session, they'll do one more. So over time, it actually ends up being significantly more practice than all of their competitors are doing. The professional tennis player who plays one more set in practice or one more game or even one more serve, one more backhand, one more stroke, that will help them implement a high level of skill set and a high level of competency. If you look at boxing, it's the boxer who trains for one more round and one of the most famous boxers on the planet, Muhammad Ali, used to always be quoted as saying you'll never you'll never win a heavyweight title fight in training, but you can certainly lose one in training. So this was his approach to training. He'd be doing extra work all the time, one more sit up, one more round, one more this, one more that, one more skip. One more hour, whatever it took to him to be absolutely prepared that when he got into the boxing ring, he knew not only had he done the work required, he'd done more work than what was required. And in many, many cases, if not all cases, he'd done more work than his competitor, which gave him again a huge boost of confidence. And that's one of the reasons why he was always talking about him being the greatest because he knew the amount of work that he did because he was always doing the extra. It's the triathlete who pushes themselves in training for one more kilometer. They'll get on the bike for one more kilometer. They'll run one more kilometer. They'll sp- they'll swim for one more lap, knowing that that'll also compound. As we've already talked about, professional AFL football player who undertakes one more training session each week. And when that compounds over a season, that is a huge amount of extra training that uh, as long as they manage their injuries and manage their uh, loads, that uh, can make the difference. It makes all the difference come game day. And it's the soccer team who conducts one more hour of practice every single week, hitting one more shot into the back of the net or practicing on their non-preferred side one more hour so as to build up strength and build up capability to leave their competitors guessing on game day when their competitors think, well, this person's normally a right footer. All of a sudden, they're going to be on their left foot and they're going to bamboozle their competition. So it's always looking for the extra, the, the additional edge, the thing that's going to make the difference and all the difference, particularly in heat of the battle. It's the one percenters. And we talk a lot about in sport in particular, the one percenters that compound over time, but also this this relates to business as well. And certainly how does this relate to sales? Well, it's the one percenters that also make the world of difference in sales also. It's when you look at your salesperson, it's the salesperson who makes one more outbound prospecting call. So if you've got a team of business developers, of hunters. And they are, they've are they got a, a rhythm around how they're prospecting. It's the salesperson who does one extra uh, per day or one extra per hour that over time build up with consistency will compound to the point where they will get extraordinary results compared to all of their competitors. And their p- competitors will be looking at them and thinking, what is so special about them? What are they doing that we're not doing? And they'll be looking, unfortunately, in the wrong areas thinking they're better than us Uh, They've got lucky, they've got better prospects, they've got better leads, whatever the case might be. It's not that at all. It's the power of them doing one more thing when everybody else is stopping, they're going for one more. And it's the salesperson who does that, who's prepared to do that, who's prepared to Receive one more rejection from a customer. It's the salesperson who connects with one more future ideal customer on LinkedIn. It's the one who sends one more LinkedIn message or one more email. It's the sales leader when it comes to reflection, they spend one more hour of reflection on what is important and what is working and what's not working. The sales leader who provides one more piece of constructive feedback to their team when they didn't necessarily have to, but they lean in and have that conversation anyway. It's also the salesperson who creates one more sales proposal, that's prepared to do one more thing. Uh, when everything seems to be done and dusted, it's the person who does one more. It's one more idea. It's the question of one more. What are we missing? What's What else can we do? How can we move forward even just one step? Yeah, you might be sitting there thinking, well, that that's all that all sounds great, but it, it doesn't work. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it does work, and it's working for hundreds, if not thousands of people around the world who are prepared to do one more. Now, it's, this is not about one upmanship. This is about doing the extra stuff, being prepared, thinking about uh, what you're doing right now, making sure, of course, there's a high level of skill set, high level of competency, but it's about building consistency in what we do. It's because we know, and I've spoken about this a lot consistency will compound and it's the teams and it's also the individuals within teams who are prepared to do the one more, which are the ones and who are the ones that will reap the benefits moving forward. And they're going to have people looking at them in wonder, thinking, well, there's nothing overly special on the surface that those people have or, or what they've done compared to what we're doing. It's just the fact that if you look underneath the surface, they're being prepared to do extra work. So as we begin a brand new week, here is the challenge. Whatever you happen to have in your schedule this week, do one more. Now, what I'm not saying here is don't have one more meeting for the sake of having a meeting. Make it uh, discretionary, of course, but think about what are the things that are moving the dial forward for you and your team and look at those specific activities and do one more of those each week or each day this week and do one more. Go one step further and just watch what happens. It's a simple approach, but I guarantee it will deliver significant outcome. So that's the challenge for this week, the power of one more. Really, really simple concept, but a concept nonetheless that can deliver extraordinary results if we maintain a level of consistency and we maintain that level of consistency for a period of time because just one just doing one more call per day in the short term may not necessarily get the results that you're looking for, but I guarantee you one more call per day over a week is is say five more calls over a month is an extra 20 calls over a year is a big difference. And think about this. You may not necessarily be getting in the short term the extra results, but just think about the muscle that you're building around that particular discipline that will pay dividends a lot quicker than your competitors. And that is the difference that will make all the difference. So I trust that message makes sense, and I trust that message helps and resonates as we launch into the brand new week. And uh, as a reminder, if you are ready to work together, and uh, you'd like somebody to be holding you accountable and helping you create an extraordinary and exceptional sales leadership environment where your team is exceptional at what they're doing. They're driving sustainable results, replicable results. But in the process, you are having an absolute ball with what you're doing, driving up your level of significance, meaning. But also, you know, maybe making some extra cash along the way in terms of increased revenue, increased sales, increased commission. Not that it's all about that, but more importantly. Um, having a high level of satisfaction in what you're doing, in terms of making making a difference in the world, but also making a difference in the lives of your sales teams and also your key customers. If you'd like to work together and allow me to help you do just that, then I'd welcome that conversation. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about what sales leadership is looking like for you, what exceptional sales leadership also looks for you because sometimes it means different things to different people. So uh, more than happy to have that conversation, map out a plan, a strategy, a roadmap, and then get uh, get to work and we can start working as early as this week. So very much look forward to that conversation. Thanks once again for plugging into the podcast and I very much look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.